one element of what we do is about helping people to write a book, not for ego, but for their audience to position them as an authority or as an expert in front of their audience so that, you know, our term is you go from hunting for clients to being the hunted, right? Where people read your book and they're like, I got to work with that dude. Or that's the girl for me. She knows what she's talking about and I want the best. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you want to become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. You will learn from real-life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're going to share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hello. Hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents podcast. We are extremely blessed, humbled, appreciative that we would have another amazing guest, Mr. Rob Cosberg. Rob, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Abel, great to be with you, buddy. I enjoyed talking to you even for a few minutes before we got started. Pre-podcast discussion, I thought it was very it was enlightening, man. I'm excited to cool. jump in. I know our listeners are going to get a lot of value from this for sure. So if you don't know Mr. Rob Cosberg, I would definitely use the, the Google machine and you're going to find his name on more than a few publications and amazing you know, arena of publishing and writing and becoming an expert, authoritative expert in getting a book out there. So I wanted to bring Rob, which is a little bit different than our guest. You know, after talking to him, I'm like, well, no, he was doing $100 million a year in real estate. Very relevant, get more relevant than I was expecting. But anyway. Yeah, you didn't know that, right? <laughs> no, I did not know that. And that was an amazing point. So Rob is going to bring a ton of value today, literally. Rob is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. He's the founder of Bestseller Publishing. So he helps experts become bestsellers. And we're going to talk a little bit about writing a book today. <laughs> so yeah. writing a book, marketing, PR, media to grow all, to help you grow your business. So for passive investors, some of you are business owners. Some of you have, you know, you're an entrepreneur today and you're trying to figure out how to learn to invest commercial real estate. Don't, you know, don't turn off this show because Rob is also going to talk about how you can generate more income for your business so that you can go have more money to invest. And if you're an active partner, a general partner, a syndicator, an operator, you're, you're raising capital, you want to have that authoritative piece also. So it's going to be a great show. But Rob, let me in your own words, let you introduce yourself and who you are, what you do. And we'll just, we'll start here. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, obviously you did a nice job. Uh, probably my English teacher from high school would have been shocked to know that uh, I became Wall Street Journal multiple time bestselling author, believe me. I love uh, it. So I've kind of backed my way and fallen into all of this stuff. I'm more a pragmatist. 
I love what I do. And at this point, I've worked with, you know, everybody from Evander Holyfield, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank and plumbers to do books and and accountants. So basically, we help business owners, experts, coaches, consultants, etc. to do a book with the idea that they're going to set that book up to massively grow their income and their impact. And so I show them how to do that, not to mention I help with every facet of that from the ghostwriting, if they need that, to the publishing, to the guaranteed best-selling book launch, even getting our clients on TV, radio, et cetera. We've had clients that have been on everything from Joe Rogan podcast and Howard Stern to ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, you name it. So uh, it's pretty fun. I, I like what I do and like the people I work with. Yeah, that's so awesome. So valuable. You know, you pick up something in your hand, you know, today, ebook and audible and all the things yeah. that we do. I still, I do all of those things, but, you know, grew up getting a, something in my hand, flipping it open, going through all the pages. And I go, man, the, you know, this guy's an expert. This guy's a pro. I'm going to totally. learn from this book. And, you know, you're trying to figure out this new world, at least for us, commercial real estate investing. And we're talking about syndication and raising capital and going to do deals. And man, you know, I don't know how many times everyone that I talk to, they ask me how I do it, how we get it done. The next few questions is like, do you recommend any good books? And I always do. I have yeah. more than a few that I recommend. So this is a fun conversation, man. Yeah. So, before we get into the book side, so our guests and listeners have an idea of your background, we had an amazing conversation about, you know, where you came from, how you got here. You know, let's just share a little bit about, you know, your background, even in real estate, you had some. Yeah. Well, I mean, my background in real estate led me to what I do now. So that makes sense. Uh, people always ask, you know, how'd you get started doing books? I mean, I didn't go to college to become a publisher, right? But some people do, right? Some people go to college and major in writing or English or whatever. I wasn't one of those people. At 18, I got my real estate license. My dad owned a real estate company. To give you some background, I'm 56 now. So that was a long time ago. And, and I was pretty good at it. You know, I like people. I'm a hustler. I did what my dad told me to. I got in and called the expires and, you know, cold called the FISBOs. And, you know, my first month in real estate, I, you know, sold five homes and I made more money in that, you know, one month at 18, my first semester in college, second semester in college, most people make in a year. And, you know, I bought a brand new Corvette. <laughs> you know, I did nice. everything. I did everything 18 year olds do with money. You, right? you did it the right way when you were 18. I did it the right like. way. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've owned a bunch of Corvettes since then. <laughs> yeah. That's but I've been in and out of real estate for a long time. In the early 2000s, I owned three real estate related companies. I owned a big real estate company. I owned a, a large mortgage firm in South, this is all in South Florida. And I was also a, owned a, a title company. We, I was a licensed title agent. We did the closing. So, you know, we were doing over a hundred million a year in transactions. Most of it was, you know, non Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac stuff. So it was all, it wasn't commercial real estate, but it was, you know, luxury properties or at least what was termed luxury, you know, five, six, 700,000 South Florida was luxury mm -hmm. at that time. And so when the financial crisis hit, holy cow, I mean, you know, we lost all of our lenders we were completely taken off guard. And, you know, within about, I don't know, eight months, that company went from a hundred million a year the year before to zero. Oh, I shut the doors and, yeah. you know, we had 6,000 square foot of space and, you know, a hundred computers and desks and you name it, you know, and yeah. I'm in my early forties and I'm like, oh my God, what, what now? You know, all my real estate's dropped in value. I also own millions your of personal, real estate, personal, yeah, real personal estate. own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, ballooned up and it just 
fell like a rock. You know, long story short, I exited real estate or it exited me perhaps. And I asked a couple of mentors, you know, if they were in my position, because all I was known was for real estate at that time. And, you know, if I was in their position, I asked them, what would you do? What would you do if you were me? And, you know, starting in a brand new industry, et cetera. And both of them, independent of each other, said that they would write a book. And something rang true. I'd never thought of writing a book before. Never. But something rang true that I should do it. I made a lot of mistakes. I wasted a lot of money and a lot of time. But I I wrote a book called Life After Debt. The book exploded. It became the number one nonfiction book on Amazon. It ended up, you know, my big break, so to speak, was I got on uh, local radio and I started doing like radio spots as like the financial guru, financial expert. And within about six, eight months, you know, my business went from zero, a brand new financial services business in 09 to over a million dollars and then multi-millions. And all of it was generated from my book, not sales or royalties, but using my book to attract clients. And I started like organically having people come to me telling me their businesses are failing and could I help them to grow their business like I was growing mine. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I did it with my book. Maybe I got lucky. I don't know. I mean, let's see if we can help you. And I started helping people and uh, fell in love with it and ended up selling my financial services company and and going all in on bestseller publishing. And that was 2011. So nine years ago. Wow. What a tremendous kind of story. And, you know, a lot of uh, success and a lot of fear. And then a lot yeah. of like your, you know, your breakout, your turnaround moments and led to your success. Now, summarized, you know, that was a minute or two, but man, I'm sure there's a lot of ups and downs in that. And uh, oh, yeah, I was terrified. You know, I got three kids in private school. I live in an 8,000 square foot house, drive a $150,000 car, and I can't pay for any of it. Yeah. I mean, I was terrified, man. I, it was not an immediate turnaround because the book took me like nine months to write because I made all these mistakes. I mean, I paid this ghostwriter, you know, a large sum of money and her work was horrible. And which also helped me, it motivated me to start this business because I thought I have a better way. Ended up writing the book myself and blah, 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 right? Like, all this pain and all these ups and downs. But when it started rolling, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. good. Be- before we get into your way and before the method, I would love to hear you know, the book, Life After Debt. Can you give us a few highlights for that, for maybe somebody that's either coming out of that situation, about to get into it? I would encourage them probably to buy the book, but maybe you can give us a couple of wisdom points, a little you know, golden nuggets, you know, summary points from that. Yeah. I mean, I probably not as deep as you might imagine. I would probably characterize it as like Dave Ramsey on steroids because Dave's advice, if you know who Dave Ramsey is, is Mm kind of like grandma's old fashioned advice, like get three jobs, save your money, pay your debt off, snowball your debt. And all of those things are like valuable and positive and good, except in 2009 and 10, you couldn't get a second job. Many people didn't have a first job, right? I mean, it was a bad time. So, you know, what a lot of people don't know about Dave Ramsey is that, you know, he was a real estate investor and went bankrupt. And he went from a bankrupt real estate investor to financial guru because he wrote a book. 
He wrote mm-hmm. his first book called Financial Peace. And so what, what I did with Life After Debt was I added all the elements that he doesn't talk about. I talked about bankruptcy. I talked about using debt settlement as a tool. I talked about loan modification and foreclosure defense to buy yourself time. Things that people didn't know about back in that day that they were desperate to know about. And so, you know, there were just more advanced tools that I got. You know, I had attorneys help me, advise me, put together the thoughts, the ideas, and put it into the package. So I would just say, Grandma's advice, if you're looking for a bit of advice, I'd say, Grandma's advice works great unless you're in a desperate situation, you know, desperate enough for bankruptcy or debt settlement or loan modification. Then you need to know what those tools are because even some like Dave Ramsey used those tools yeah. when he was bankrupt. Yeah. Anyway, my no, two good. cents. I'm no, not a financial you. advisor anymore, so I'm <laughs> out of that. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, for anybody listening, you know, it's a great recommendation of somebody what it sounds like you're about to go through or getting into, right? So let's fast forward today. You've developed an amazing system, a methodology, an approach, a practical, tactical way to help somebody go from you know, wherever they're at today, which is probably in a spot where they want to do more. If they're listening to this podcast, like there's a hunger and there's, you know, a search, a longing for, you know, to do amazing things, 10X what they're doing today. So what a great approach to write this book. So tell us about the way you do it. What you said, Hey man, you hired somebody, it went wrong. And then you developed your way. Anything you want to share? I don't want to cut the story short by lack of asking the right question. So you share your approach here. Hello, hello. You're listening to the five talents podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing for yourself and your family? Then I know you're going to appreciate our investor's guide to multifamily investing. It's titled Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. We use this guide to invest ourselves in $93 million worth of real estate. So we're going to show you the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications and how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So the best part, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating. I'm going to give you a free copy of our ebook. So please take a moment to do that now. Once you've done that, go to 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review and we're going to send you a free copy. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, let me do my best to try to give what I think would be valuable. I mean, there's probably a couple of different kinds of people listening, right? There's somebody that is looking to make more money because you need money to be able to passively invest in real estate. hundred percent. It's what I do. I'm still a big believer in real estate. You know, I have a couple of properties, one right across the street from the ocean. We Airbnb them. You know, commercial is kind of my next step, but like, I love that. But you need revenue to be able to put money aside to invest passively, maybe buy yourself some Bitcoin or Ethereum or something (laughs) like that, (laughs) cryptocurrency. You need money. Uh, Yeah. And so one element of what we do is about helping people to write a book, not for ego, but for their audience to position them as an authority or as an expert in front of their audience so that, you know, our term is you go from hunting for clients to being the hunted, 
right? Where people read your book and they're like, I got to work with that dude. Or that that's the girl for me. She knows what she's talking about and I want the best. And then I think there's probably another aspect of people that are maybe more professionals that are listening to the podcast that are like, you know, your real estate investors that need trust because they need to raise money to close the deals. And, you know, there's nothing that grows your credibility and trust more than like you being the author of a best-selling book on the topic, the very yeah. topic that you're like <laughs> wanting to invest money with. I mean, yeah. you know, geez, if, if you're going to invest, wouldn't you want to invest with somebody that literally wrote the book on the subject? So my clients are these people that aren't writers. They're not naturally authors, right? They're not writing a thousand words a day and blogging. And so I needed to create a, a program for people like me, right? Which is the 99% anyway. And so we created something which we trademarked and it's, it's pretty proprietary, but you know, it's a hybrid ghostwriting system, even though it is ghostwriting, but it's not traditional ghostwriting. Here's what I mean. Traditional ghostwriting and what failed me and fails most people mm -hmm. is like this interview process where the ghostwriter, like my ghostwriter said, hey, you know, send me what you think the chapters are going to be. And then I'm going to ask you questions on those chapters and get your information. Mm -hmm. And that is like the typical MO of a ghostwriter. Mm -hmm. And so we did that over a period of months. And when she finished the book and sent it to me, it was 183 pages. I'll never forget. It was like, it was well-written and it was smart, but it didn't sound anything like me. Mm right? It could have been written by anybody. And I wanted something with my personality because that's what captivates people. But that's what's lost in a question and answer type process. So the way we do it is, and the way we recommend for people to do it is you first have to start with a good foundation. You need a great hook for your book. You need a great title, subtitle, table of contents. And you want your table of contents to be built out in a way that captivates and keeps people like glued. And so when our project manager, no matter which program someone works with, we have a project manager that basically is like the marketing brain and helps them to map out all of this stuff. So we got the right title to attract your ideal client. We got the right you know, table of contents to keep them glued. And then every single chapter, there's like a formula. And here's what our formula is. It's similar to a great TED Talk, if you know what a TED Talk is. The, but yeah, the formula, they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. The, the good ones are amazing. The good and, ones, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the best ones always start out the same way. There's a great story that leads in, right? They talk about you know, a challenge that they faced with or issues. And then there's an open loop, which means that they don't culminate the story. And this is what great movies do and soap operas, right? Before the commercial break, you have this crescendo and it's like, <laughs> oh, I got to find out what happened to Jane, you know, yeah, did Jane yeah. die of cancer? And so, you know, literally, yeah, I mean, exactly about that. Millions and, and then of people the watch back. That. Yeah, commercials yeah. are like, oh, no, don't change right. it. Right, and, the and then it's the same thing. It's a complete flow. So, so you leave an open loop and then from the open loop, you get into your content points. The content points are what you're teaching from the story. After you teach from the story, you then close the loop, culminate the story. And by the way, a more advanced, you can do this in advanced ways where you have more than one story that are flowing into each other, but this is the basic way. 
but you culminate the story, you have a great conclusion, and then you lead to next steps. Now, you don't do next steps in a TED Talk, but you do next steps in a great book. And next steps are like, you know, hey, to learn more about the Publish, Promote, Profit system, go to www.publishpromoteprofit.com, right? Mm -hmm. So every chapter should have some kind of next steps that lead people to additional resources so that you can connect with them. Anyway, what we found is when our clients like speak their book, because we still don't have them writing it, they're speaking it, but when they speak it in this method, they tell their story, they leave an open loop, they culminate the story. Then we have both content and context. And so now we capture their voice and, and we have a professional writer. We have a dozen writers on staff and, and we have a professional writer that will, you know, take the spoken word and change it in the written word, which is considerably different, but at least we have their voice. And so, I mean, that's, I'm giving you the broad strokes, but geez, I'm talking so much. You probably have a bunch of other questions. So this was really, really good, you know, Rob, just kind of in this initial process, because if I've never attempted or written a book, then it's like this crazy daunting process in yep. my head, which is something I can't do. And this limiting belief that people carry with them, regardless of what industry or goal or profession, commercial real estate investing, and I could never see myself buying a $20 million building, or I could never write a book. In right. either way, once you start to learn that there's a process and it's a repeatable process, totally laid it very clearly out. And now that I know that, you know, somebody right now is being set free on the, on this podcast, which is saying, I've got a great story. I need to yep. get it out there. And yep. it's amazing just hearing you. You totally agree. I mean, most people think they just need to sit down and start writing. And that's like the worst advice. I mean, they'll never finish it. It's yeah. like me saying, you know, I live in Florida. I'm going to drive to California. I'm just going to start driving. <laughs> where are you going? I, where are you going? I mean, yeah. where, where are we going? I mean, after about a week of that, you're going to be like, oh, I, how do I get home? I'm quitting, right? It's like, you don't know. You can't do that. You have to map it out and have yeah. a plan. And when you do it, you, you can get it done a lot faster than you think. Well, my friend, I wish I would have talked to you about seven, eight <laughs> months ago. <laughs> I just completed my first like quote unquote ebook. I didn't, awesome. I Congrats. Yeah. Thank you so much. So we're, it's like 65 pages. I would say 20 of those are, are probably the you know, chapter one, chapter two page and pictures of some of the properties we invested in. But it was like, it was a yeah. grind for me. And had I had a simple, like a path like this, then I could have at least said, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Every chapter has right. got to have these components. And now you got me curious. I want to go back and I'm like, dang, did I leave any leave-ins? <laughs> did, I, did I have enough drama loops? Did I open loops? You know what? This For somebody that wants to kind of do it on their own, they can take somewhat of this process, but there's a whole other back end to be the number one best-selling in anything, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, let me see the time. We've got a little bit of time. I, I want to keep talking about this, but before we move, right, you gave us a, a really nice, simple step. One, two, three, four, five process, right? Great story begins with the lead in, an open loop, give them that that drama before it kind of goes to the next story. Yep. And then in between, you give them the content points, the teaching from the yeah. story. Now they got content, content and context to like your 
you know, culminate in the end of the, the chapter of the book, right? You just kind of keep leaning in. If I'm a commercial real estate investor and I'm trying to help other passive investors learn more, and essentially the reason I wrote my book was to show people that, hey, I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've done this a few number of times. We're on our seventh active deal. I've invested passively, but I'm on, you know, number seven for me active. So, I have some insight. I can help you invest if you're interested in learning, right? But for some people that don't want to go all the way through there, another process that I've heard to writing this book was make some blogs. I like your path, right? Which is if I did blog number one today, blog number two, blog number three, blog number four, and I use this, then maybe eventually I've got these 15 or 20 blogs. And now I'm kind of compressing them and say, now I've got something to package and I could write a book. So, yeah. you know, for that, some of the, that are just, it's a daunting task. Like just try start with one. I think that may help you. And then you'll have enough pieces out there and, you know, that type of thing. Even if you could piece everything together, I know nothing of the other side. My book is not a number one bestselling. I don't even think I was called published. It's a PDF that's on my website. People can download it for free, yeah. but Tell me about this next step. Like it's written, it's beautiful, it's great. I love it. How do I get it out there? How do I get people get exposure? And then talk about the services that you guys essentially provide. That's, you know, you put your seal, stamp of approval on it, right? Yeah, no doubt. Content and context to this. Yeah. Well, you know, nobody wants to, you know how hard it is. You've already shared how hard it is to write even 65 pages. Mm -hmm. No one wants to like pour their blood, sweat, tears and time into doing something and then no one wants it, right? No one reads it. No one's paying any attention to it. It feels like such a total waste of time. So, you know, when I decided to do this, you know, look, I, I mean, I'm a business guy. I'm not, let's just be really honest. I'm not in it for the art. Like I help people make money with their books exactly, and you know, and I write books to make money. I mean, that book right there, Published Promote Profit, made me about two and a half million last year. And that's not including all the other things that I've done. I'm just talking about my book and my funnel attached to my book. That's it. it. And I have another book coming out that's more on legacy writing, and that's going to come out in the first quarter. And that will make me, you know, hopefully, Lord willing, millions of dollars. Why? Because it's about using it in the proper way. So, you know, my strong feeling is if you want like ultimate credibility, it's not enough just to have a book. You want like a legitimate best-selling book. And now that gives you credibility. If you add that to some of the other things we do, like getting our clients on TV, on the radio, on podcasts, and those kinds of things, now you're like stacking trust and credibility. So, you know, we're all in competition. I have other companies that do what I do. You have other people that do what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And so if in competition, you look at, you know, a guy that is, you know, offering coaching in commercial real estate, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's been doing it for a number of years and maybe has some letters after his name and and he has a bunch of properties that he's done. And -hmm. then you got another guy that also has been doing it for a few years, but he wrote a book. The book is a bestseller. It's on Amazon with tons of reviews. Anybody can see it. He's also appeared on television and on the radio and on podcast. Yeah. And, you know, they're pretty comparable when it comes to price, but the book guy is more expensive. Who are you going to go with? 
<laughs> like I, I love the book guy. I love. Of course, guy. you're going to go with the book guy, and I would too. And you know, if I need brain surgery, I really want to go to the guy that wrote the book on the process and procedure <laughs> my brain needs. Right. Very literally, probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just- <laughs> I want the guy that wrote the book. The guy that wrote the book. Okay. Exactly. And so, you know, being a bestseller, and I can share what we do. I mean, in, in some ways, it's not magic. We've done it now over a thousand different authors. Wow. But it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, we have been for the last nine years, you know, cultivating the right websites to advertise on, the right social media to do, the right press releases. So basically, we just, we have a two-step process. The first step is we want to get as many Amazon verified reviews for the book as possible. Now, there's no simple way to do that. There's Freaking no Amazon. software that does that. Yeah, Amazon gotta, just crushed it. They just you got to grind it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. You got to grind it. You got to go to your audience. We go to our audience. Like I said, I have over a thousand past clients, and so we help each other read and review each other's books. And so that's a bit of a grind, but you got to do that. That's the first step. The second step, and that usually takes a few weeks to get a good foundation of reviews. Then the second step is just a big marketing campaign. We take a one-week period and uh, we'll advertise, do paid advertising on 60 to 70 different websites worldwide. These are big sites that get a million visitors a month, right? And so we advertise, we place the ads, write the ads, pay for the ads, everything. Then we do a big social media campaign. And then we write three US-based press releases each one going to a thousand media outlets. And so we flood the book on Amazon with traffic yeah. and we hit bestseller every single time. We even guarantee it in writing for a client. So, you know, it's being a good marketer of your book. Yeah, I love it. There's a business to it. Like you said, you're, you know, you've developed an art, but you're painting to make millions of dollars. Yeah. We're not just painting the paint here. So I, I love it. And yeah, no, my pleasure. I mean, it always blows my mind. I mean, there's so much at stake. Like, I don't know what people's programs cost, but it, you know, if, if a program, if you're selling a program that's five or 10,000 bucks and you can have a book that literally closes deals for you. I mean, people come like ready to buy. I mean, I, I show my clients how to get three, four, five new clients a month with their book, even in organic ways. It just pays for itself so fast because of the power that it has. And so it yeah. just becomes a no-brainer. It's just a tool. Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, we want as many tools as we possibly yeah. can have. And we want, right we want to stack the chips in our favor <laughs> in any venture, in any you know business that we're getting after. And so this is just one more, one of those extra tools that if you invest in yourself, you know, invest in, in you and your company and your business, you will be rewarded. So for those passive investors that are listening, some of you guys are business owners, entrepreneurs, what an amazing way to generate income for yourself to go invest passively. And then uh, for your active members or coaches, you know, if you guys are a coach, like you said, or, you know, real estate, you know, kind of individual, right? So tell us about the types of people or not people, industries, businesses, the various different ones, right? So you, mm. you mentioned some pretty cool names. Give us a couple of more examples just so I can really yeah. let this. Well, I mean, in. besides the big names, I mean, I'll try to think of the odder ones and then give you a couple down the middle of the road. I mean, we did a book for a roofer. Why does a roofer need a book? Yeah. Because you know, he sells, you know, thirty to $100,000 roof packages and he wants to educate his you know, clientele. And so, so, you know, if you're looking, you know, if you need a roof and you need to spend, you know, it's going to cost you 15, 20, 30,000 bucks or more, 
you know, it's probably a good idea to learn a little bit about it. Yeah. And he uses his book and he's got an eight figure a year roofing business. He has said his book has made him hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year, just kind of organically. We've done books for accountants and dentists, uh, same kind of idea, right? An average client is worth so much money. So if they can educate their client and show their client that they are like at the top of their field, then it's easier to attract and keep that client. And, you know, I mean, probably our average client is I mean, you and I talked about this for a little bit. I mean, I've done tons of books for real estate agents, investors, you know, a number of people that are kind of well-known in the industry. One of my clients used their book to start a commercial real estate coaching business. Uh, Their book was called Wheelbarrow Profits, and I helped them with their book. They started a big podcast, Jake and Gino. We know Jake and Gino. They've been on the show. Oh, you're Uh, kidding. Great. Yeah, yeah. So Gino has been great guys. They're beautiful people, wonderful people, but they didn't have a business, a commercial real estate business when they started the book. The book was the beginning of their business. Now they did it themselves, like they were buying units and partnered on that, but they weren't like teaching others to do it. And the book was the beginning of that. And now they have a multi-million dollar coaching business teaching people to buy units. So Jake and Gino are good friends. And also did, I don't know if you know, but Gino owns restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I did a book for him for his restaurant, okay. which was kind of cool. Yeah. So, so we've done a, a couple of books for them. But so, I mean, it, it's pretty widespread. Um, the way I tell people is, look, if, if your business, if, if your client is worth two, 3,000 and up, then a book will a book will pay for itself many many times over forever because forever. It, you know if you're selling balloons you probably don't need a book because you make a buck twenty every time you sell a balloon yeah but if you're selling something a little bit more substantial the book will help got it thank you very much for that insight and you know with the last couple minutes first I would be remiss let me make sure I tell our listeners where they would get in touch with you so if somebody's listening today. They want to contact you. They, they want a book written or they want your services. They want some help. I'm sure you do a lot of those, you know, maybe cleanup stories as well. Uh, yeah. to something they've written. Where do we get in touch with you? How do we get in contact with you? What's the best way? And how do I get in your world? I'll give a couple if that's okay. I mean, for anybody- As many as just, you like, please. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that just wants some, um, like to learn a little bit more, a good place is, you know, we give away Publish, Promote, Profit, my book, my Wall Street Journal bestseller. All someone has to do is pay a small shipping charge and we ship it to them. On Amazon, it sells for $24.95, but, you know, we give it away for free. So they can go to publishpromoteprofit.com. I mean, it'd be dumb for me not to eat my own lunch, right? And my own cooking. So this is how we do it. This is how we teach our authors to do it. So that way people can learn and and then see if they want to take next steps with us. Otherwise, my website is bestsellerpublishing.org.org. And they can, you know, there's a lot of blogs and a lot of free materials and content on there if anybody wants to learn. Very good. Okay. And then the next couple of questions that I had were like, was there anything we didn't hit on today for yourself that you wanted to, you know, bring extra exposure to something you're working on? Just, you know, any topic that I, that you're hoping I asked and I didn't. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I alluded to it. I think for one reason or another, everybody should write a book. That doesn't mean everyone needs to use me. I know that that's not going to happen, but you know, I mean, you probably have, I have like ancestors that I know a little bit about of, they lived a really cool, interesting life, mm-hmm. but we know nothing. We don't know their stories. We don't know their hardships. We don't know the lessons that they learned. Nothing. We know nothing. We know a few things that our dad or grandmother or someone told us. 
So, you know, you can be that person or you can be the one that actually like writes your story. Yeah. And so now I'm not talking about the commercial application. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a business book. I'm talking about a book that is for like your kids, your future generations. So my next book is on writing your legacy. That's coming out next year. And I'm writing one for my kids. It's called Things You Should Know because maybe I told them, maybe I didn't. And I just think they should know it. And, you know, it's tons of fun stories and various other things. So I would just probably say, you know, you have so many cool lessons in life that you learned. And maybe your kids know them, maybe they don't, but your grandkids won't know them. And your great grandkids will know next to nothing about you. You know, I mean, why? That's your fault if you don't write it down. So that's probably the only thing I'd add. Anyway, this is kind of a new conviction personal of mine. Maybe as I'm getting older now, I'm 56, you know, I'm like, I want to leave something for them. I think that's a great thought and point. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm kind of like getting a little emotional too on my side because I had my cousin, she's a younger cousin, really good at capturing producer, video, videographer. She produced some TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. So she was really good with the camera interviewing stories. And she caught my grandma and my grandpa on my dad's side. And she spent the time to interview them. She was younger. This was probably, you know, 10 years ago anyways. And we came out with these really just amazing stories. How cool. And I wouldn't have ever heard those stories had my cousin not interviewed my grandparents. And, you know, we're Hispanic, you know, culture. And and she was talking about like the time literally where she remembers somebody stealing her out of her tent at night. And that's because her parents had paid somebody to go, you know, take her, which is my grandma, away from the fields that they were working at because they had to literally go work this field. And they were kind of in somewhat that indentured servant type of thing. So paid, have grandma as a child stolen from the camp, get away so that she doesn't have to go work. And then she met up with her parents later through the years. Like, you know, I don't know what's some period of time passed, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, like grandma, that was you. And uh, then my grandpa had some stories where he was uh, coming into uh, the military And he was very thin, very small guy. And I guess there was minimum weight requirements, but he wanted to serve in the military and they go, Hey, you have to be at least, you know, whatever, 120 pounds or something. And my grandpa said, Oh, he was like 116. But the recruiter guy kind of stepped on the edge of the scale for him and said, yep, (laughs) you're 120 or, you know, whatever the minimum requirement was. And so I'm like, man, we would have never got those had she not taken the time to interview. So having the opportunity, if you have to, capture your story for generations and legacy. You know, it's amazing. I think that's, you know, probably leave on that topic, man. So many different applications. And I thank you very much, Rob, for taking a few minutes, you know, just to spend with us. And I think we learned a lot. Also know who to reach out to, man. This is amazing. So thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Great being with you. Thanks for telling both those stories too. That's beautiful. Yes, sir. Rob, thank you very much. And for our listeners and guests, thank you very much for joining the show. So this is Abel Pacheco on the Five Talents Podcast. If you heard something that was you know, valuable today, some nuggets, some insights, some wisdom, I'd encourage you, please subscribe to our show, review and leave a, a written review would be amazing. And uh, we'll hope to see you on the next show. So Rob, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast with your host, myself, Abel Pacheco. 
Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. Before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you learn something valuable? Was your mind stretched to what's possible and what you can achieve? Do you want other experts just like the one you heard today? If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then please take a moment to subscribe to the Five Talents Podcast, give us a five-star rating, and most importantly, leave us a written review. Tell us what you liked, tell us your favorite guests, give us any feedback. I'm excited to learn and improve so you can get a more valuable show. So thank you again for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.